1: Hey, hammers right over there. My name is Nigel, and we'll go to the drivehubo.com hotline and bring on Rick Snyder, president of the FOP Lodge 86. Rick, how are you? Doing well. How are you guys? Rick, I want to play a piece of audio for you here real quick before we get started. Uh, this is the Washington, D.C. police chief calling for the need to keep bad guys with guns in jail because when they're in jail, they can't be in the community.
2: What we got to do, if we really want to see homicides go down, is keep bad guys with guns in jail. Because when they're in jail, they can't be in community shooting people. So when people talk about what we're going to do different or what we should do different, what we need to do different, that's the thing that we need to do different. We need to keep violent people in jail. Right now, the average homicide suspect, the average homicide suspect has been arrested 11 times prior to them committing a homicide. That is a problem. That is a problem.
1: So, Rick, the FOP issued a statement earlier today calling on, uh, you know, indie political leaders, the mayor, the city county council, the prosecutor to state whether they agree with the D.C. chief of police or not. And why or why not? One, have you heard a response from anybody? And two, maybe just kind of drilled down into your statement that you uh, released earlier this morning. Well, I think the
0: the better question is: Has the public heard anything from their elected or appointed leaders on this issue? Sure. You know, we've only been talking about this for the last three to four years. The chief of police in Washington, D.C., basically affirmed everything that we have been saying, uh, going all the way back to 2019 when Reverend Harrison and I stood on the street corner in downtown Indianapolis following a mass uh, casualty incident, a mass shooting. Now, here's the deal, guys. Uh, You know, it it sounds very familiar because it is a proven fact that if you lock people up, especially violent offenders who are accused or convicted of crimes with guns, they cannot and they will not injure people in the community again. And so what we have said is we want to know from our Indianapolis leaders, such as the mayor, the council leadership, the prosecutor, the chief of police here in Indianapolis, do you subscribe to the statement of what the chief of Washington, D.C. just said publicly? And if you do, tell us why. And if you don't, more importantly, tell us why. And uh, what's concerning is we've had had three homicides in just the last five days, one in Irvington, one in downtown Indianapolis outside of Lucas Oil Stadium where a suspect reportedly fled into the convention center, raising all kinds of security concerns, and then just last night outside of Howe High School. These are high-profile homicides, but the fact is they're happening throughout our city every day nearly in this community. And what we want to know is when politicians talk about gun violence, they're quick to do that, but they're very lax and and hardly ever talk about criminal violence. So we've called on them to provide data on the outcomes related to crimes involving the use of firearms. We've called on the prosecutor, release the number of charges dealing with guns that have been submitted by the police to your office. Tell us how many of those did you file? How many of those did you no know file? Once you filed them, how many did you uh, do I plea bargain on? And how many did you can get a conviction or a dismissal on? Those numbers are readily available and should be provided, especially from politicians who run around talking about the need for more gun control yeah. all the time because of this gun crime. Yet, what do you hear, guys? Crickets. We have a murder in downtown Indianapolis, a murder in Irvington, a, a homicide in uh, outside of Howe High School. And tell me what quotes you've heard from any of your elected officials over the last five days when nearly 20 people have been shot in this city.
2: And Rick, it's not just the elected officials, because I think if we're all being honest here, we know we're not going to get anything from the mayor, from the prosecutor, from folks like that. That's just how it is in this city. Does the business community have any sort of responsibility for speaking up? Because Nigel and I talked about this yesterday in regards to this murder this homicide that took place outside of lucas oil stadium where the shooter allegedly ran inside of the convention center this is a major deal this is a big time tourist area where if companies are thinking about spending their money coming to indianapolis they have to look at things like this but we don't hear anything from the business community. But if it's something about abortion, if it's something happening at the Indiana State House, we're real quick to hear from them then.
0: Well, don't forget, guys, in 2019, I marched myself over with Reverend Harrison to the Indianapolis Chamber of Commerce. And we had these discussions. They formed a, a roundtable of all the relevant stakeholders involved uh, related to these issues. And after that meeting, not a word came from that and no further meetings occurred. It was at the same time we called for a commission on criminal justice outcomes, crickets. You've got this incident outside of Lucas Oil Stadium that occurred the night right after the Pacers game where you had Will yeah. Ferrell, 50 Cent, other celebrities in town. And this is the image that gets put forward. Now, I know for a fact that business owners in downtown, especially small and medium-sized business owners, are up in arms about what's been occurring for the last three years. The question is, where is the corporate community? You know, the woke corporate community that had no problem speaking out when they're pointing fingers at police. What about when we're pointing fingers to public safety? And these are the questions that residents are having because we keep hearing from folks that they no longer come downtown, that they won't travel into the city for restaurants or sporting events because of concerns for their safety, specifically in downtown Indianapolis. Yet you see politicians in charge and their propagandists always try to diminish and, and, and downplay these issues when we raise them such as when the subway cl- uh, or when the uh, Starbucks closed on the circle, when other uh, restaurants have closed and businesses have moved out of downtown, this is what they do they downplay it and run propaganda against it. but you can't speak against the outcomes guys and this is what people know. So I think there's a lot of conversations going on behind closed doors, but I think victims and the residents and the business owners of this community, deserve to know where their elected leaders stand and where their appointed officials stand on these very issues. And to have all this occur and your leaders are MIA, I'm not saying that it's not that you don't agree with what they're saying. They're not saying anything. Where are they? And then the final thing I would say is where are those taxpayer-funded peacekeepers we've all heard about, violence interrupters, people making on average $55,000 a year in taxpayer funds and they still won't release the names of those employees, nor the geographic areas of responsibilities for them. And our officers have no idea who they even are, yet they're supposed to be assisting us in bringing down this crime and violence.
1: Yeah, and totally right about the small mom and pop business owners. I'm, I'm sure they're just as outraged as we are. It's the woke corpor- corporations that that we're hearing crickets from, and and I just, you know, the the passion from this Washington, D.C. police chief, Rick, is is something I'd like to see out of somebody. I, look, I don't live in Marion County, but I've worked in Marion County all my life. My uh, family lives downtown Indianapolis, and, and I do feel, I I feel like when my kids will go spend the night with their grandparents, I feel like, you know, guys, maybe just you know keep your head on a swivel sometimes hammer and i get dinged for saying we're trying we're fear-mongering when we talk about the safety of this city you know somebody will tweet us a picture of them drinking a beer on mass ave in the middle of the afternoon saying see nothing you know this city is totally safe well i want our city to be totally safe but that is just not as you say it seems to be surging not slowing in terms of crime
0: Surging and spreading. And yes. you gotta be yes. you gotta be concerned about what's occurring in the capital city of the state of Indiana, and especially for the suburban communities where this crime and violence is also spilling out into Johnson County, Hancock County, Hamilton County, Hendricks County. They're all feeling it and they will tell you that. We hear from them all the time. And and guys, it comes down to this. The number one responsibility of our leaders is public safety. You just saw the mayor of Chicago Alston. Because of this very issue. And you had a, it's not a political issue because you had another left wing Democrat throw her out of office because he ran on a public safety first message. Why aren't we hearing that in Indianapolis and seeing that backed up? And at the same time, guys, we're seeing the perfect storm. IMPD officers are heading for the exits like never before. We're in a retention crisis where we can't keep the officers that we have, let alone recruit new ones. And we're seeing crime and violence stats go through the roof. Victims and citizens and residents deserve better.
2: Rick, last thing here before we let you go. Again, we're with Rick Snyder, president of the Fraternal Order of Police, Lodge 86. A couple weeks ago, I believe it was the IBJ ran an article, and it basically was saying everything's fine downtown. Crime is down downtown. And when that article dropped, I know people were hitting you up on Twitter. They're hitting me up on Twitter. My case about downtown has never really been about sheer numbers, Rick. It's been about the tourist areas where we hope people come down, spend their money, come down with their families. It's the tourist areas that have become a problem. You had people murdered in front of the Hampton Inn. The bar district on that area of South Meridian was a problem. And now you have this murder here over at Lucas Oil Stadium. Canal. You don't see people getting gunned down in front of the Bellagio in Vegas all that often. There's crime in New York City, but people aren't being shot dead in front of you know, Times Square all that often. It's the tourist areas here that are becoming dangerous, and that's a bad precedent.
0: Well, it's the economy of your capital city is convention and tourism. So there is a, a, a large incentive to ensure that there is a safe place in downtown Indianapolis. But guys, I'm just as quick to say this that same level of protection should be occurring for every neighborhood in our city. And what I'm telling you on behalf of the officers that risk their lives for this city is that we cannot hold it any longer. We are being cut off at the knees intentionally by a system that is set and designed to release repeat violent offenders back into our neighborhood. And the chief of police in D.C. just came out, made it abundantly clear, affirmed everything that we we're saying, and he said, if you want to drive down the homicide numbers, You keep bad guys with guns locked up. It's that simple.
2: Rick Snyder, President, Fraternal Order of Police, Lodge 86. Rick, as always, tell your officers we support what they do, and we appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. God bless. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.
1: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.